Are, are our levels good? I'm okay, pretty great. good. This is this one's your no. Really? Oh yeah, sure. true. Welcome to Happy Hour, a work, culture, and lifestyle show. <laughs> We're your hosts. I'm Penny Blackmore. And I'm Brittany Bowering. That's right. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe and tell a friend. I was doing a little dance through our intro and it yeah. threw Penny off a bit. Yeah. Which I'm great. happy about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just such a consummate professional. You give me half a glass of crema and I just go through the roof. Oh, it's also Friday, so oh, full Friday vibes. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. How are you doing, Pen? I'm just swell. Especially yeah? now that I'm here. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, me too. It's a full delight. This, uh, this week was definitely um, back to that kind of like turbulent up and down. But for the most part, it was... It was okay. Good. You know? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> you yeah. know? I feel like um, all I could talk, like, we were supposed to record a few days ago, and I texted Brittany and I was like, I feel like if we record today, all I'll talk about is my skin condition. And she's like, okay, let's push it to Friday. We're going to push it. <laughs> the thing is, you got to have pep for the pod. You really do. Yeah. It's tough to, and it's also, we are very much aware of the, uh, distinct lack of pep in general Don't right now. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> what we're here for. We're a bit more cognizant. We're trying to, you know, bring a little more pep to the equation. God, I wish I brought a bit of more pep to this call I had today. Oh, Do you know those God. calls where someone else just kind of puts you to sleep a little bit and you're like, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. And yes. then you just realize you're talking in a monotone and you're like, anyway, I've got a hard stop at 3.30. Let's just get the fuck out of here. Let's just call it. Let's just call it. You and I both know we hate each other. I have a couple, <laughs> and I discovered, I actually discovered this later on in life, and it probably has something to do with the fact that I, you know, from when I moved to Europe, but I discovered that there are certain accents and certain, like, cadences and, like, rhythms of the way people talk that literally soothe me to the point of where oblivion. I'm on— Yeah, I'm on call with them, and I'm just like, keep talking. Mm. This is really great. Yeah. I'm enjoying this a lot. Yeah. I know it sounds a little weird, and it is, but there are—like, and I have clients right now that that happens when I think I'm with that's them. called ASMR. Oh, I maybe, think that's what yeah. ASMR is, something yeah. that, like a sound that's extremely soothing to you. Yeah. I'll tell you what I had, ooh, nearly kicked the bloody can over there. Um, <laughs> I was watching, uh, there's a guy called Ronnie James, and he is a magician who does card tricks. Oh. And he is just, he's dead now, sadly, but I was watching YouTube videos of him. <laughs> he's this like he's very dead to me and then pleasant like, oh. old man. Oh. And he's just got this great um, vocal timbre. Yeah. <laughs> Does that, yeah. That makes sense. And yeah. I was just watching it and I'm like, and he's doing these things with the cards and I'm like, I am so relaxed right now. Yeah. I can't and even by tell the way, you. that's so good for a magician, right? Because magic is all about like people being kind of mesmerized mm -hmm. by, and they're like, they're watching the wrong thing while you're doing the little trick or whatever, yeah. you know? So he's probably, or was probably really great. Oh, he was the best. That's okay. why we were watching because um, do you know the magicians Penn and Teller? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So they had. Um, my friend was telling me that they had done like a tribute to him because he's like the king of, um, of the card, card trick. tricks. But he would like, yes, he is amazing. Like, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Or even if you don't know what's happening, you're just watching the whole time for the misdirections. But he doesn't even do misdirections wow. where he's like, look up here. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. you're just watching the cards the whole time. And you're like, how did you turn those cards into all queens? 
It's wild. It's amazing. Anyway, so I did, can I'm going to link tell, that in the show notes. Yeah, please do. And also, oh, can I? Not? this was one of the most fun things that I did on Instagram stories was um, for some reason, so there was this, this uh, account that was doing like, it was actually a little strange, but whatever. It was he was basically doing like little voting, um, like a quiz, basically mm-hmm. with a bunch of different people from the design community, and I just get kind of like jumbled into the design community mm-hmm. sometimes. Happens yeah. very a, a lot actually. Um, <laughs> and um, but anyways, but like he said, like who would be better at uh, delivering a card trick? And it was like me and then this other person. Whatever, oh, you right? obviously. Yeah. So, of course, I mean, obviously, right? So, I couldn't, I don't even know if you can shuffle. Actually, you can shuffle. I can shuffle you? a yeah. deck. Quite He's well, one of those actually. capable bitches. That's you know? right. <laughs> you can take me places. Mm. Um, but the the point is so, what I did was when, when this like, you know, big quiz was going on, I was like, well, I'm obviously going to do a card trick on my Instagram stories. So I set up my Instagram stories, but all I did, I don't know any card tricks, right? (laughs) So all I did was I was like, think of a card, right? And then I cut the deck and I was like, was this your card? And of course it was nobody's card, except for like three people. And they fucking lost lost it. (laughs) They fucking, they lost their minds. And it was so funny. They were like, how, how did you do that? Like, how did you actually do that? And I was just like, Dude, like, Ask one of your friends if it was their card. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? like, it was just cute. by chance. That's guys. fucking great. It was very, very cute. Love yeah. that. Anyway. Oh, that, those are the things that I'm missing on Instagram. Yeah. Although I have to say, okay. Yeah, have you even said that you're off Instagram? Maybe we yeah. did say that. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, here's an update. Tell me. So I always was like, Instagram is a benign force in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I'm clearly addicted to it on some level, but it, I don't get depressed looking at other people's lives. In fact— for yeah. some of the people I followed, I was like, this is aspirational and inspirational for me because I'm like, I want a house like that. Right. You know what I mean? It made me feel motivation. motivated. Cool. But then I logged on the other day just for a little scroll. I was like, because mm, one of my clients was like, will you look at this thing? And so I went and looked at the thing. And then I was like, maybe Pretty I'll just sucked in. go yeah. for a little little housey doozy. little drip and brows. And I felt terrible after. Immediately I was like, oh, my God. I'm questioning all my choices in life. Like I could have settled down back at home years ago and like yeah. bought a flipping house and like, you know, I just, and then I'm like, Penny, what the fuck are you doing? Just close that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, that is what it does. You'll be happy to know that um, right now on Instagram, and I don't know if anybody listening is experiencing this as well, but I talked to our good friend Julia, who's a designer who mm-hmm. has like a massive Instagram following. And well, how many does she have? Like 60, 70,000. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, it's like, it's pretty crazy. I think, anyway. I mean, she's definitely over 50. Um, But anyway, uh, and she was also saying she was experiencing this. Like, Instagram for the last two to three weeks, it's like massive drop Mm. in engagement. Really? And views and stuff. Like, like drastic. Mm. Like half of half of what I used to get. So I think a lot of, I actually think it's because a lot of people are just like, are just no. like fuck this. Yeah. I'm over it, you know, and mm. taking breaks. I think everybody's at this, like their wits end with social media right now, mm. which friggin' I totally get you because I'm feeling the same way. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I, I recommend quitting if you can. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Quit social media. There's an insight for you. Yeah. Bet you hadn't heard that one before. Bet you didn't know that one. Gosh, we're really, we're treading new ground here, (laughs) Britt. We're free. We're just like blowing people's minds. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
work. <laughs> Do you want to start off, Britt? Sure, I'll kick us off. Who'sy doozy? I um, can't wait to hear what you got to say. Well, I just, I thought I would talk briefly about uh, something that I, I just had a conversation earlier in the week and I thought that I would share a little bit about it. Um, I was talking to a girl and she was asking me about, um, you know, currently she's in a specific role and she's looking to kind of, she, she has this real dream of being like a facilitator of workshops. Mm-hmm. And she's really excited about this and she thinks she's really good at it. Um, she hasn't had a ton of experience, but she's very passionate about it. But it's sort of like this really annoying situation that she's in where it's like, I have this job. I'm doing, you know, she's a designer, right? So she's doing like strategic design stuff or whatever. But how do I like shift into that new space? Mm. And how do I like market myself as someone who can do that if I if I don't have the experience? And we we were kind of like talking about um, that whole chicken and egg disaster mm-hmm. that that can happen, right? Sure. So I thought that I would just share a couple of little tidbits. That sounds nice. <laughs> Can I ask for some context? Is yeah, she please. currently in a role yes. and she wants to move into workshop facilitation within that company? Uh, yes. Well, okay. it no, sorry. I, she, I meant um, good question is what I meant to say. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, respo- the answer to that is that it's a little unsure. I, I think that there isn't the option in that company. So it's either freelance or find a company where there's a role gotcha. that would make sense, mm-hmm. right? So the the basic, like this is a really, it's a really tough situation to be in and it can often be very frustrating you know I could just sense that she was just like where do I even start like what do I do um and basically like my piece of advice and I'd be really interested to know what you would say to this because I know you have um a lot to say about career and career I like to have an opinion on things you, you love know? you love to throw an opinion <laughs> at us yeah so but what I said was like what I would do personally if I was looking to change careers looking to start something new looking to go freelance in a specific area that I was unfamiliar with I would Find um, these, which are happening a lot these mm-hmm. days, events. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. Online, remote, live events that we all love so much. Oh, yes. They're all so fun and great <laughs> and interesting. I'm just kidding. Okay, so often they're, they're, they're crappy or whatever. They can be. But sometimes they're <laughs> so not. That's what you really think, Britt. Yeah, sorry. I'm just maybe like, uh, anyway, let's not get into that. But the point is, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that I would, if I were her, I would go to every single event. I would try to make connections. I would try Mm. to meet some people who are doing what I want to be doing, right? So, like, that's what she did with me because she was like, you're facilitating as a freelancer. I'd love to know more about that, right? Mm. So, we were talking about that. But anyway, um, I would meet those people, and then I would, like, sneak my way into— becoming sort of friendly with the hosts of these events. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if I felt confident enough, not saying, you know, I don't know if she is at that point yet, but once I felt confident enough, I would pitch something to the hosts. Mm-hmm. I would be like, yo, I would like to run a short session at the end or the beginning or whatever of your of your events, like, because they do these regularly, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, and it, it doesn't even have to be anything big. It could be something super small. You could even offer to, like, run the Q&A for them yep. on a regular basis. Like, anything to get you into that world mm-hmm. um, to expand your network and to get you a little bit more experience, of course, as well. So that was kind of my uh, uh, my main sort of piece of advice mm-hmm. for her because I think at that point, you know, you'll get to learn a little bit what you do like, what you don't like, and you'll be able to maybe then decide, do I want to go freelance on this? Maybe I'm not ready. And we mm-hmm. also talked about, another thing we talked about was like, is good to go freelance in something when you're brand new at it? Yeah, I think like, like— That's a tough one. There's so many places that are kind of 
um, selling facilitation these days. Yes. So I would definitely try and find a job, though. Yeah. Because you've got to learn from other people as well. Yeah, yeah. We were, yeah. Ta- we were talking about that, too, and that's what I said. Like, I got— being working at AJ and Smart, I got so many opportunities to facilitate exactly. and to meet people who are working in that space, and it was just invaluable. So, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, on the side, before she's, like, ready to job change, it'd be great to mm. do these kind of event things. Oh, anyway, for sure. And that would be such a good network-building exercise in general. Totally. I think yep. more people should get into that. If, they're, if you're feeling a little complacent mm. in the old work career, yeah. you know? Jump out there. I don't know. You never know what you might find. Jump out. Get out there. What do you got <laughs> work-wise, Penn? Um, well, do you want my advice? On oh, sorry. <laughs> I was feeling like I was I'm so sorry. Yes, of That's course okay. I do. Yes. Um, what was my advice? Oh. Well, what I think she should do, mm-hmm. on top of what you're you've suggested, mm-hmm. um, is like at her current company. Um, she should basically approach like product managers, project managers, anyone who's like organizing meetings regularly yeah. and just say to them like, what is your most annoying meeting that you're having at the moment that you never get anything out of or that you feel people get really tense or they're hitting a wall or whatever? Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, it's our weekly stand-up thing. And you're like, yeah. can I facilitate that meeting? We'll sit down and we'll plan a little agenda and I'll facilitate that meeting for you for like a month. Yeah. And then maybe I'll move to somewhere else. So like just try and get some experience in your current organization. There's nothing wrong with that. Big time. And also like you'll probably have to do a bit of extra work after hours. And I think that's just normal at this stage. Like if you're doing, if you're moving into a new field, you'll probably do be doing some after hours work. Yeah. So just like, yeah, just use that time to like, help people in the organization and you never know like one of them might have a friend who works somewhere else and they're like well is this what you're wanting to do like yeah exactly yeah. <clears throat> oh great advice shove yourself in there i'm gonna tell her to listen to this episode <laughs> like she's gonna like that um cool so what's going on i'm sorry now what's going on in your work docket well i'm so glad you asked what's going on in the old work file penny's work so, file my work file involves a listener question oh Fabulous. So cute. And I feel like you will definitely have a lot to say about this, Brittany. Yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) So the listener question is, um, I'm not going to read it out because we all know I'm really bad at reading out loud. It's true. But basically, the listener question is about how this person is struggling to properly share their thoughts in meetings and presentations. She says she can explain herself very well and confidently when she knows the people she's talking to. But when the people are kind of like new or they're people that she admires, mm-hmm. um, she feels very overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, and she gets a bit anxious. Yeah. So um, I can kick us off if you want. Absolutely. Okay. I think you should kick us off and I'll just like jump in from you time to time. just dibble dabble. Okay, I great. I love a little dibble dabble. <laughs> okay. So my first thought is that you have to radically release yourself from the pressure to have to say anything at all. Because I think you're in the momentum now of saying to yourself, oh, my God, I have to say something. And that's just completely overwhelming you. So maybe you should just be like, I don't have to say anything. Just tell yourself, give yourself full permission to be a mute. And, of course, you're not going to do that. But that's just like shift the mindset. I love that piece of advice because I think it's already the reason that you're feeling anxious is probably 
in the moment, you're thinking about what you should say. Exactly. So yeah. you're like, ah, like, I should say something. Oh my God, I should say something. I should probably say something. Like, yeah. I look like an idiot. I'm not saying anything. And then you're trying to think of the thing to Ugh, say. Nightmare. And yeah. then the moment passes and then you're like, oh, well, I was just, Ugh. yeah. Yeah. Full so I think like by doing this, you will, um, you'll shift the focus to listening and engaging really thoughtfully instead mm-hmm. of getting distracted by the pressure to say something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also like potentially write down my specific concerns or fears or anxieties that I had about speaking up. So for example, like your concern might be, I'm really scared that I look, I'll look stupid, mm-hmm. right? Um, and in this case, you can also tell yourself like, well, I know a lot about this topic and it makes perfect sense that I should give my input here. Mm-hmm. So that's like, basically, I would write down my concern and then say, what is the advice that I would give a friend if I yeah. was talking to them about this? Yeah. So another example might be, um, oh, this person is so senior and that makes me really nervous. Um, and the and your response can be something like, if I don't have anything to contribute here, then I should stay quiet. That is totally fine because yeah. senior people... I have got it, you know, like it happens to senior people all the time that people are just running around trying to impress them. Oh, totally. So it's not going to impress them if you just throw something out there. Um, but if you have a question, you shouldn't be ashamed to ask it. Oh, sorry. If if you have a question, you shouldn't be ashamed to ask it. But then if you do have something to contribute, you should give yourself permission to say it. So it's like just, you know, just separate it into those categories. It's yeah. all about listening first. Yeah, I think that's the, that's a great point. It's like focus on listening and focus on asking questions. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like focus on listening and focus on thinking about whether or not you fully understand the whole situation or whether or not you have questions mm. about it. Because often when you get when you you know get questions answered in like a meeting scenario, and we're talking more about like a meeting, mm-hmm. right? Um, you will naturally, maybe they'll be like, yeah, why are you, why do you, why do you ask that or something? Like if it's, you know, whatever, or they'll Mm. say, they'll give you an answer and they're like, that's a good point or whatever. And then you might naturally get into a conversation because it's really unnatural to try to like interrupt the Mm. meeting and be like, oh, especially if you're more junior or if you're someone who doesn't often speak up, it's like a strange, Yeah, they'll be like, oh, yeah, Brittany, <laughs> what are you doing speaking here? Yeah, you know. Yeah, so it can be a good that can be a good sort of kickoff point for you. Exactly, and also I think people greatly underestimate questions as a way to show that you're smart and that you get it. Yeah, you know when someone asks a really good question, they're like, "Oh, so do you see this approach as being similar to like the Amazon working backwards approach, or do you see this mm-hmm. approach as being more agile focused?" and the person might be like, oh, thank you so much for asking me my opinion on how I how I see this solution. Totally. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think that's, that's perfect advice. Yeah. yeah. So like start by kind of instead of thinking you have to say something, think about I can just ask questions. That mm-hmm. can be your initiation into speaking up. Yes. And then um, finally, one thing that I – so I'm – used to jump on sales calls all the time. It was a big part of my job. And there were certain concepts that I knew in a secondhand way. Like I didn't personally know how to code a website or a mobile app. So I would have to convincingly talk about concepts that were only concepts to me. Um, And that made me really nervous. Uh, So what I did was basically write down like some of the key points Um, So it was like maybe five key points about, for example, like agile product development Mm -hmm. um, or agile software development, sorry. 
And then I'd sort of like put them into a a couple of sentences that made sense to me. And then I'd practice them in front of the mirror. And yes. I just add, li- like, I just go and go and go and go. Yeah. When someone, when no one was home, just stand there and be like, oh no, that was no good. Let me try again. Um, so, agile product development. And I try and put it in my own words. So, basically, I think you should do this, but with a couple of the key concepts that you're often talking about. Yeah. If, if there's an argument you're having quite often, for example, like, oh, we need more budget for research or whatever, then that's a good thing to sort of like, get that really running around in your head Mm -hmm. so that you're really comfortable talking about it. Yeah. The last thing I would say on that is um, our, another friend of ours, Wesley, Wesley Ann Little, who is uh, really great. And she is a a couples therapist, actually, or a relationship Relationship, therapist. Um, And um, she has now shifted her focus on Instagram. We're talking about Instagram again, sorry. But (laughs) she has shifted her focus on Instagram to not talk about relationship therapy so much, but to talk about relationships in like your day-to-day life, like yeah. work relationships, relation like and like how and and she has all of these really Ooh, I cool love that. Yeah, it's, it's really, really Communication great. Communication tips and stuff. Yeah. And mm. she talks about how we need to practice these things. So when you were talking about that, just reminding me of that, she goes through like how to practice talking to your boss about blah or whatever, mm. you know, and like what are the things you should say and how should you and how can you actually go through practicing so that you actually feel more confident cool. and comfortable. So yeah. definitely we'll put that in the show notes. She you should follow her if you're interested in that topic for sure. That's a great tip, Britt. Thank you. Yeah. Culture. This is so this is a topic that came to me actually okay, so I have a cute little story and then I'll talk about the the whole topic. Okay. So the other day I'm walking down the street in Berlin in my new neighborhood and I spot these two like Oh, God, how old were they? No, they weren't even 12. They were probably like 10 years old, right? These two girls. And they had like a similar kind of outfit on, right? And they had, and people were kind of like, like very small. I mean, when I say gathering people, there were like five to six people that Uh were kind of standing around them a little bit, right? That's weird. Yeah. Well, (laughs) they were putting on like a, like a dance routine. Oh. It was adorable. Oh my God, that's so cute. Of course, it wasn't. Were they doing it for TikTok? Um, no, no, no. They were doing it as Busking? like buskers. Oh, that's adorable. Isn't that so cute? And you could tell that their one of their dads was there because he was like, oh, yeah. He's like, oh my God, up. that's so cute. And they're like, shut up, dad. Yeah, totally. I that's was waiting so to tell you that story because I knew you'd love it. And it reminded me because they actually like, and then, the, you know, the, I, I kind of like, I like lingered a little bit because I wanted to see their dance, right? And of course they were like adorable, you know. Was it like hip hop dancing? Or? Yeah, yeah. They cute. had a whole choreographed dance thing going on. It was adorable, and it really reminded me of when I was that age. Like, okay. I would have done, like, we didn't do that kind of stuff because, you know, I wasn't living in Europe. You didn't just, like, busk on the street as a 10-year-old. Like, <laughs> freaking Berlin, man. But anyway, um, but we would, like, that's all we used to do is, like, we would get together, me and two girlfriends, and we would make a full-blown dance routine and then make our parents sit and watch us do it, our that poor parents. so cute. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, oh. Every time we hung out, like every weekend. Far out. It was crazy. That's really cute. Yeah, we were all about uh, just I like mean, performing. Did, mm, no, I didn't, I didn't have any friends. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but don't feel sorry for me. I loved it. Penny loved it. I know. <laughs> Everyone's probably like, oh, but yeah. like Penny actually, she loved the I fact that she it. was like different than everybody. And Well, no, just you know? that I just like you my, didn't, my books. Your own personal time. <laughs> so this got me thinking just about um, 
growing up, you know, because I, I saw myself in them a little bit and I was like, God, it's so interesting. Like, I remember those days and mm. now I'm at this age where I'm, I'm at such a different point in my life. So I started thinking about growing up as well. It's my birthday next week. So I'm also thinking that was kind of top of mind for me that I'm, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm getting, you know, going to be uh, one year older or whatever. Um, and and I thought about, and then I, I kind of, I know this sounds crazy, but I started like researching the topic of growing up. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of interesting, you know, like yeah. what's really happening here, you know? And I came across this incredible article from uh, the School of Life, um, which I love Mo- for the most part. Some of their YouTube for the videos part, are yeah. a little bit Some of them are too bleak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this article was so great. So I'll put this in the show notes. But basically the idea that they were getting across is like, we really, so at when uh, we're we're so obsessed as a society on the development of babies and children, right? Mm, totally. Like we're just completely, you know, it's like when when is a baby supposed to um, be able to hold something? When are they? When's their first word? When are they walking? When are they? You know, when do they recognize themselves in a the mirror? Like all of these things, and even as the kids, developmental it's like, mi- milestones. Exactly, all mm. these milestones. But once we reach a certain age, it just sort of evaporates yeah. yeah like no one even thinks yeah. about it anymore and it's yeah. just sort of this thing where where uh you are developing still mm. like everybody's still developing emotionally in big ways totally. and you might be having these like milestone moments where you're like oh wow i'm actually at a place where like someone can um you know uh be rude to me on the street and i'm like Whatever. i know that that's not about me it's yeah, about, you know yeah. and they're, like those kind of like emotional intelligence sort of mm. growth Things. Oh, thank for Christ for some emotional intelligence. Yeah. I only just recently got on board, and I'm telling you, right? I'm like, oh I mean, god, it's just it's so fascinating that we sort of stop. We we really, I just, I really resonated to this because I was like, that's really, or I resonated with this article because I thought, wow, like you know, it is mm. true. We really stop thinking about that, and we stop celebrating it and acknowledging it. Yeah, you know, and people kind of stop trying in a way. Yes, like yes. It's weird. Yeah, this actually fits in very well with my lifestyle topic. Oh, well, how perfect. So we can talk about that more then. But, yeah, I totally agree. Like, I, it's, do you ever feel like there's times when you're regressing? Yes. Like, during the pandemic, I just felt like I couldn't. And I was, like, reverting to some old behaviors, which I was just like, oh. That's weird. I'm really, I'm yeah. really disappointed in myself. But then I was like— Jesus, give yourself a break, honey. It's yeah. A, it's a pandemic. You're just stuck in your house all the time. Yeah. It's like, it's a, it's a strange, it's there in this article, they also talked a lot about like how there's also just not a lot of research. Like there's so much research when it comes to children, mm. babies, you know, their growth, their development. But as adults, there's like no research about that. Mm. Like what's the emotional intellig- intelligence average of like a 40-year-old mm. or a 50-year-old? Like nobody really knows. It's all kind of random. Of course, there's maybe no average that you can really account for. But like, yeah, all those things. And they, uh, you know, they pointed out the fact that like, if you run into somebody, you know, who you haven't seen in a while and they're like, how are you doing? Of course, your first instinct is to talk about uh, the fact that you moved houses or the fact that you got a job promotion or you changed careers or mm-hmm. all these like things that we know are important in life or we decide are important. But the other things where you're like, <laughs> you'd never be like, well, I actually uh, le- have learned that I can be impatient and I'm working, you know, or whatever, or I've like, you know, whatever. I don't know. It's like, I know that sounds unnatural. Of course, no one's ever going to talk like that. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, it's just not even 
on our radar. Yeah. Which is a little alarming, I think. Yeah, so true. Our inner lives are so, but I feel like they're kind of, Social media and and the media and so on, like, they exploit our inner worlds in a negative way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's like, oh, let's reminisce on this bad experience I had a lot in in public and, like, make something very public. And it's like, growth doesn't come from ruminating. Totally. (laughs) Like, licensed professionals will tell you that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. 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 Growth is a very weird thing, isn't it? Because it's like it, it happens when you least expect it. It. Yeah, totally. I mean, I was just I'm thinking still waiting about, for my growth to yeah, happen. Just waiting. <laughs> just waiting. I was just thinking about how different I was. I think I was I might have been talking to you about this, but how different I was when I moved to Germany eight years ago. I was mm. 25, mm. you know, and now I'm turning 33. And then I'm just like, wow. Like that person was just, I, I'm like, wow, that was a completely different person. Yeah, totally. You know? And it's not that long, eight years, mm. it feels like. But anyway, eight years is wild. quite a long time. I guess it's a long time. It's that time yeah. period as well, like 25 and 30-something. That's a total. Like, a lot happens there. I feel like these days I'm so old that anyone under 30, I'm like, that person is a literal baby. You can't <laughs> yeah. expect them to oh, turn up on. on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't give them a break. Yeah. <laughs> They've only been alive 27 years. Give them a break. Poor exactly. thing. I love that. All right, what do you got for us, Pen? <laughs> okay, what so I was listening to the Adam Buxton podcast the other day mm-hmm. because I saw that he interviewed. Now, this is going to make me sound old. <laughs> He interviewed Torval and Dean. Do you know who they are? No. Okay, so the, I just talked to Jed about this and he didn't know either. Mm. So Torval and Dean, um, is it Jane Torval and, anyway, these this pair of ice skaters, they won the Winter Olympics in 1984. <laughs> they were really, really famous because they were like. 84? Yeah, which okay. is the year of my birth. So I didn't, I wasn't across it back then. Exactly. But I, um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, he was interviewing them and they were just, like, the loveliest people and they just kept talking about. And I found their life story so fascinating because, like, the guy was a policeman and the girl, I can't remember what she did, but basically, like, they couldn't afford to compete professionally. And then, like, their local council got in touch and they were like, do you want us to pay for some of your shit, like, your training and so wow. on? And so that's what allowed them to go to the Olympics and and they won it and it was amazing. But basically... I am a sucker for, like, legendary sports videos. Not all sports, Mm -hmm. but, like, I watched—so I listened to this podcast. I went straight onto YouTube. I looked up the Torvald and Dean 1984 winning Mm -hmm. Olympic performance, and before it had even started, I was just crying. (laughs) It makes me so emotional. Does it have to do with the Olympics? Like the fact that you competed in the Olympics and so you have some memories I, Any there? kind of like performance that's meaningful mm. and history-making, it just like gets me in my soul. Like during the Sydney Olympics, there was this shot of, do you know who Kathy Freeman is? No. So she's out one of our only track and field in Australia. She's pretty much the only track and field athlete we had that was any good. Mm-hmm. Um, and she won the 400 meters running race. Running race? I don't know what you call it. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> she won the fastest. The run for four hundred meters. Yeah. Um, but there was just this like camera shot of her during the 2000, 2000 Olympics, which was in Sydney as well, of her coming around this corner, and what you could see in the background was like a whole huge wall of like the stadium and cameras flashing. Oh, wow! And it was just like her running, and Ta-da. I just burst 
bursting to tears. I was like, oh my God, this is a magical historic moment. I got so emotional. Anyway, so there's no point to this story. <laughs> but the but thing a is, significant cultural moment. The thing is, Tell I me. feel like sports are getting a bit uncool. Nobody cares about sports anymore. Everyone yeah. just wants to be an influencer. I know. That is actually a sad truth. It is, that that I think is becoming it is a, a bit sad. Um, an because actual aspirational career. It's very good for like your resilience and it your is. ability to fail in teamwork. Teamwork. And, and discipline. Discipline. Getting up real early. Get good at that. I'm telling you. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I played. It's so funny. Every time, every time we're like walking by a a field of some kind and somebody's playing a sport, I'm always like, oh, yeah, well, I played that. Like, I played every fucking sport. That's under the cute. Sun. Yeah, I did it all. You're such a generalist. You're like, I, I do am, everything. I actually am such a generalist. Yes. I love that. You're like, I can shuffle some cards. I can cook a casserole. I can do a podcast. I've got it. Anyway, sorry, I'll stop giving Brittany compliments. But Feels just good. FYI, guys, it's her birthday Feels week. <laughs> starting as of today Is this, or maybe even I yesterday. Mean, well, it's Tuesday, so actually it okay. starts Sunday. Sorry. Anyway, so— By the way, okay, sorry. Yeah, please. The last point about Torval and Dean is that I'm <laughs> going to include their routine in the show notes, and I have to say it dates very well. And what you'll notice is that with a lot of these sports, especially like the more um, creative and artistic sports, mm-hmm. basically they— because like, I used to do one of these sports, youth get threatened with getting kicked out of the Olympics every time the Olympics comes around. They're like, oh, there's too much corruption. It's too subjective. The audience doesn't get it. So that means that every Olympics, the code of points, which is how they score, gets more technical and more athletic. So I'm also going to include in the show notes a German couple who won the 2018 Winter Olympics, baby. Cute. They're German, but they're also... One of them's Ukrainian and the other one's French. So they're just like, they just migrated to Germany. Probably, yeah. yeah. But anyway, that That's doesn't matter. That's like all of Canadian, all of Canada's Really? Athletes. I mean, not all, sorry. People are going to get mad if I say that. But yeah, it's like all of them are like, it's not for really. the Canadian. It's like, well. Yeah. But I mean, everyone in Canada at some point migrated yeah. there. So I want you guys all to watch the first one from 1984 <laughs> and then the second one from 2018. And you'll just see the are whole difference. Are you guys difference. excited? You're, I'm going to make you up? watch it after this, Britt. <laughs> I know you are. I'm excited. You. No, it's going to be great. should be. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's my mom telling me, well, Brittany, you should see. 1984. It's, it's nothing to sniff at. I'll never forget when my mom, <laughs> it was Christmas time, and my mom was telling us that she had seen on YouTube, this like video went viral amongst like, you know, 55, 60 year old women, where it was this, um, this like a cappella group Ugh. singing that song, um, Drummer Boy, or I think it was Little Drummer Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's like all of them, it is the cheesiest cheesiest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. It's like eight people. Yes, they're talented. Yes, they have beautiful voices. But it's like ham I don't cheese care. Sandwich. It's just like I was watching it. Me and my brother were in hysterics okay, laughing Brittany, about Okay, do you remember Rick Rolling? Where you would— No. Okay, so there's this thing like 10, maybe even more than 10 years ago where you'd send someone a link, like a hyperlink, and mm-hmm. this is when I think maybe you could first hyperlink things. Right. And instead of the video or the link that you thought you were clicking on, it would take you to Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up, Never Gonna Let You. Anyway, so it took you to that song on YouTube. And as a result, that song became like really popular on the YouTube charts. Like it was... Mm. The charts of YouTube. And so I went over to my (laughs) mom's house once and she was like, Penelope, you will never believe it. There's a song. I love that. That's become very popular again, just out of nowhere. (laughs) 
That is She's so like, cute. and it's funny because I always thought it was a very good song. A really good one. And I was like, Mom, that is so cute. You don't realize people are teasing that song. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we should rink, link, rink. We should link that in the show notes. Definitely. Well. And I'll try to find that video of these people singing uh, Little Drummer Boy. Better put quickly on the top of down. like Hollywood. It's like on the t- they're they're standing on like in LA and the t- and of course it's like it's not cold out but they're dressed in like winter wear it just yeah. doesn't make any it's like you guys the sun's shining you're in LA it's literally twenty five degrees what are you oh, doing adorable but my anyway, mom was like Brittany it's very good like she was very adamant oh that's that I so it. cute yeah um, can I just leave the culture section with a life lesson please guys I sometimes watch figure skating and I think. Maybe I should have been a figure skater. Maybe I miss my calling. Yeah. I really think I would have been good at it because it's like all about leg power. Yeah. And And you're very I have got the powerful little Legos. Yeah. And also I'm I back in those days I was fearless. I was like, whatever. Right. You would jump Um, do the jumps. I would just be like, wow. Spin around. But in life, there are multiple paths you can take. This is it. And you can't pretend like one would have been better. You're on the path you're on. Just get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, you'll turn yourself in knots. Exactly. There's the life life lesson. (laughs) Yeah. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Life and style. I think I should go first because yours is more fun and mine's more serious. Mine's going to lead us straight out of the pod. Yeah. That's great. And also— Maybe they'll tie together a little. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens if what we can make got? that happen. What do you got for us? So I learned the other day about um, a thing called expressive writing. Mm-hmm. So I'm sharing this because as a lifestyle, lots of people would like to get therapy, but they can't because it's too expensive. True that. And it's hard to access. Yeah. So in 1985, a guy called, this is a really satisfying name, James Pennebaker. Penna Baker. Love that. You can call me Penna Baker if you feel like I it. I do okay. kind of. I might. <laughs> I just might. Um, basically, he did an experiment. Well, him and his clever little team did an experiment where he got trauma survivors and chronic illness sufferers to do this expressive writing exercise, mm. which is where you sit down somewhere where you'll be undisturbed. You write continuously about something that worries you or upsets you for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. This sounds really awful, but... There's a happy ending, so don't worry. Got it. Don't worry about spelling or grammar. Write only for yourself. And you have to write about something extremely personal, important to you. Um, And then you can deal only with events or situations you can deal with now. And then afterwards, you can literally just throw the piece of paper away. You don't have to show it to a therapist. That's like half of it feels so good, right? Yeah. So um, after a couple of weeks, people felt less stress, less Mm. depression. They had better sleep more energy, and their vital signs and immune functioning were also better. Well, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. And I would like to toss into the mix. This sounds a lot like, it's a little different, I guess, but like it's probably coming from this, though, this experiment or this um, science. Mm-hmm. Uh, morning pages? Yes. Right? Yeah. It must be from that. Yeah, Although so you don't throw about- them away. Well, Tro- yeah. Throwing away would be very therapeutic, I think. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, it's basically like the, the idea is to stop you from ruminating because mm. ruminating is very bad. Do you guys know what that means? What does ruminating mean? Because basically what it means is like just kind of obsessing over something. Yes. Like, oh, I shouldn't have said that it. at the party. Oh, it was insensitive. And then Sarah the looked time. at me funny. And then after that it was never, you know, that's ruminating. So 
it's it's very bad for your mental health. Um, so if you want to look up the expressive writing method, mm-hmm. um, then please do. It's a good therapeutic practice, and it's specifically designed to be non-productive. You're Love not that. producing anything. No one's going to look at it. Mm-hmm. Just for you, honey. And then you just throw it away. I'll tell you what you're going to do after your expressive writing exercise. You're going to have a cocktail, my friend. Don Tootin. And I've got a recipe for you that— uh, Was that my food? I don't know. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't think so. I'm always on silent. Um, <laughs> so I just thought for our lifestyle section because— <laughs> Me and Brie. Because I'm like— Just in unison put our devices away. Yeah, we're like— usually we read thing. our notes yeah. and it, we're like, we're on the I home just, stretch now, yeah. baby. I put my—I just closed my laptop because uh, the thing is, I think that we need to— Bring back the art of, like, a nicely crafted cocktail, you know? Oh. And it doesn't have to be complicated. I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's just like there's so many things and it's like, you know, I got to, like, make a—it's really, really simple. (laughs) It's it's maybe my phone over there. Actually, maybe it's Philip's computer. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Philip's computer. That's fine. Um, You guys don't mind, do you? It's yeah, just a I little ding. It's a little ding. <laughs> tells you that we're almost We don't know how to turn it off, so deal yeah. with it. Um, <laughs> so I made this cocktail for Penny and another friend a little while ago. So I thought I would share because it's a really— <laughs> Despite how it sounds, she really enjoyed it, okay? She I loved it. it. It was delicious. Yeah. So all you do is—I don't remember what it was called. Rosemary— It was called a rosemary gin twist. Uh, uh, spritz. 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 That's spritz. it. It was a spritz for Fizz. sure. Fizz. 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 Rosemary Rosemary gin fizz. (laughs) Okay, so here's all you do. It's so great. You make rosemary simple syrup. What? That sounds so complicated. How do I do it? But it's simple. It's so easy, okay? (laughs) You literally put one part sugar, one part water into a saucepan, a couple of sprigs of rosemary, literally like two sprigs. And by the way, can I just say one little side note? Yeah. The term sprig— um, my my uh, German boyfriend recently, Sorry. we got into a little bit of a—he uh, was a little bit upset because he always thought it was spring, a spring of—like a spring of uh, mint or a spring of whatever. And then anyways, he realized it was sprig. And on that note, one other thing that he'll probably hate that I share, but I think it's hilarious. Luckily, um, he doesn't listen. Exactly. That's <laughs> We the could beauty. say anything on here. That's literally the beauty of it. He literally said to us before— Oh, you guys are doing a different format now. It's no longer. <laughs> and we're like, that's right, Philip. It's been months. All but, right. Yeah, you can't respect a boyfriend that listens to your podcast. Totally. No. It would weird me out, actually. Yeah. Um, he used to think that uh, whole, when people said, holy crap, oh. that they were saying, holy crab. <laughs> like a crab. Oh, my God. That, that like, I learned. Okay, so back to the rosemary. rosemary Neither of them makes sense when you fris. think about it. No, yeah. of course it doesn't. And then, but it's, so what do you put in the gin fizz as well so, as the rosemary? So the rosemary simple syrup you make, you put, you just put that, you boil the water, you make a, just look it up. It's super simple to make a simple <laughs> syrup. It's called simple syrup, for God's sakes. Anyway, then all you do is you put a little uh, shot of the simple syrup that you created that smells incredible. Mm-hmm. You put a shot of gin. Sim- oh, maybe not a whole shot of simple syrup. That might be too much. Uh, yeah, that's heaps. Of, and heaps then of sugar. <laughs> you top it with crema or bubbles. Or bubbles Just of any some bubbles. Kind. Yeah, prosecco, whatever. And yeah, I'm telling you. And then you put, of course, you have to pièce de résistance. You have to put a little little sprig of rosemary in the drink so that it looks super fancy and cool. Yeah. 
And I'm telling you, just make, I know it's Tuesday or maybe it's not Tuesday when you're listening to this, but just make yourself this freaking cocktail and just chill out on the couch. I tell you what I'm really getting into lifestyle wise. Tell me. Because I think, I think we've been pretending we don't have a lifestyle, but we've just been ashamed of Of what that lifestyle is. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I have a lifestyle. It just involves a lot of Netflix series and like cooking a lot, but. I've been really getting into the midweek weekend. Did I tell you about this? Maybe the we Wednesday. discussed it. Yeah, all about the Wednesday. It's a sweet. It's a. It's a Swedish thing, is it? Because the Swedes always know what's up. It might be just like Nordic in general, but okay. basically they do. They call it the mini Saturday or mini weekend or something. There's a term Adorable. that I'm missing, and it's like on Wednesdays they celebrate it. They like ha- they like meet up with friends and do the stuff on thing. Wednesdays. Yeah. yeah. We've it's got great. a friend who we're what so this is a weird thing as well. You know how you have a, a Netflix series or a series that you're watching as a couple? Yes. We, me and my boyfriend Jed, have a series we're watching as a thruple. A thruple? Yep. <laughs> it's a three-way situation. And then then he goes home, okay? So All right, yeah, I was going to ask, right? But yeah, so we like we just eat dinner and then we watch a couple of episodes. Which one fun- is it? It's called The Outsider. It's on uh, It's on HBO. You have to download it illegally. Okay. Get yourself a VPN. Don't, yeah. Don't, tell, don't do that in Germany unless you know what you're doing. Mm. Mm. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That was a side note. <laughs> no, it's good. It's a public service announcement. That's right. If you live in Germany, don't download anything without a VPN, but it's called The Outsider. Okay. It's based on a Stephen King book, so of course it oh, gets free. Okay. Love that. And it is scary. Okay. That's why we needed the third person because sometimes, like, if you yeah. ever want to watch something scary, it's best to do it in groups. With groups. Yeah. It de escalates it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's really good. Okay. The Outsider. Chock full of recommendations. Heard it here first. Over Maybe here. you didn't hear it. It's first. very good. It's got Jason Bateman in, and I love him. I love Jason Bateman. I have a crush on him. Me too. And I'll tell you where I got the crush. You know, have you watched The Ozarks? I mean, Obviously, I've watched the Ozarks. So he's like a tax accountant. Yeah. in that show, he's, he's so just smart such a dad. And he's just like, yeah, he's so capable. Yes, he could do my my all my taxes, all your taxes. Oh, that's hot. No, I'm sexy. into. I'm so into Jason Bateman, big mm. time. Yeah. Okay, The Outsider. I'm on it. I'm on it, big time. I'm Sorry, on we it. just got real horny for for Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, Jason. We're oh, coming. Lord. I guess we should wrap it up. <laughs> We're obviously drunk. We're getting thirsty All right, look, for everybody, don't, don't, uh, you know, no judgment. Okay. It, it, right? It's Friday. It is Friday. Not that it would matter. Next week, we're going to give you a full update on Brittany's birthday and how that went. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that was good. Fuck yeah. Have a great week, little guys. And don't be a dick. Just please don't. <laughs> Bye.